Hey everyone, you're listening to the Nuff Said Podcast, real strategies for customer success. Hey everyone, Chris and Nick here, co-founders of Nuff Said. And today on the Nuff Said Podcast, we asked Dana, VP of Customer Experience at Slot 5, how her VOC program is different from traditional VOC programs. And what we learned is there's two main points. First is you really need to capture audio and video of customers telling their actual stories. And then second, you need to make that information searchable for the entire company so you can use it to make decisions in product sales, success, and marketing. So that's a TLDR. Let's dive in. Thanks for having me. I'm Dana Alvarenga. I'm the uh, Vice President of Customer Experience at Slap5. And Slap5 is a SaaS platform. We are a customer marketing tool. So we sell to and partner with customer marketers, customer um, advocate managers, customer reference managers, and it's an end-to-end solution for customer marketing from a reference request all the way through to collecting customer voice and managing advocates and customer engagement. And just for the audience, can you clarify what a VP of customer experience is accountable for or what do you manage? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Um, So within my role, I was actually employee number one. Uh, We're a small startup and had to get healthcare for me and everything like real first employee. And I was the first, like I mentioned, first employee, but brought on to manage everything post sale. So everything managing of the customer, so the full experience from the onboarding to training to enablement, and I'm called either their customer voice coach, customer success manager, I'm managing all of the customers uh, post-sale through their whole life cycle, all the way up to managing the renewal. In addition, managing my own customer program, the Slap by Rockstars, which then helps me coach my customers who are building their own program because I'm in the weeds with them doing the same thing. So it's a unique situation. Small job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've got some new things for you to do next week, Dana, (laughs) in your your spare time. Exactly. Let's talk a little bit more about VOC because obviously you are an expert in VOC. You talk about it all day long. So first of all, how do you think about VOC programs and what are the core parts of a very effective VOC program? So with a customer voice program or a voice of customer program, the way that I define it and look at it is the capturing the literal voice of customers. There's a lot of VOC programs out there where it's getting a survey sent out or seeing a response um, to to a review text, which yes, is the voice of your customer. But I'm talking about the literal voice where we're capturing audio, video, the customer saying what challenges they overcame and and we're not doing the fluffy quotes we're getting like the real meat of what triggered the need to use the product or what can they now do better what advice would they give to peers starting down their path so those are the questions that i ask my customers and then i coach my customers to ask members of their customer program who are raising their hand to share their insights and it's it's giving the opportunity to the customers to share their insights, to share their opinions, to share their ideas versus, hey, can you give me a testimonial? Can you give us a quote that we can put up on the website? So it's it's a mind shift. It's a change in the way you're looking at VOC. And that's why it's more successful, in my opinion, because you're not needing the red tape of legal for 
a quote to go on the website that's saying they fully are behind this product. It's them talking about themselves and their own opinion and their own experience. So it's elevating that person. So it's highlighting them. How do you use that data to make decisions? So it depended upon what type of customer voice is being captured. So if it's on product feedback or after a new beta release, that's always shared. We have that shared with the product team or developers to say, this is what we're, this is what we're hearing. This is what they liked, didn't like. So there's some voice of customer within your customer program that's kept internal. You're not going to share that out. But then the other piece is that peer-to-peer connection. So letting myself here, I'm going to speak about a certain topic that other VPs of customer experience are interested in hearing. They're in small startups like myself. So I'd want to network with someone and listen to what their challenges were, how they felt during onboarding. So it's two different sides, the internal feedback, which you're never going to share externally. So putting that to work and then the external is building that customer program and building that relationship aspect and then engagement with allowing customers to one, hear about their peers and being able to kind of even share a response right, right then with the world of Slack and LinkedIn. There's so many places to be able to connect and share that customer voice out. One of the objections that I hear from customer success leaders around surveys, at least, is, you know, oh, I sent out an NPS survey and my response rate is terrible. So how does one go from sending out a survey, which already has a low response rate, and somehow asking for even a more difficult piece of uh, voice of customer, which is video and voice? How do you even imagine setting a program where the response rates would be high enough where that would be a, a practical solution for a company? Yes. No, I love this question. So it's, it's funny you bring up NPS, because that's how I stumbled upon Slap5 originally. I was a prospect uh, of them. And I wanted to, the people who responded with a one or a 10, I wanted to send out, our our tool actually works with a remote capture capability. You can send a link and someone opens on their phone or their laptop and records their response to that specific question. So I wanted to know, why'd you give us the 10? Why'd you give us the one? Because yeah, the number's great, but I wanted to know more. So that led me into working with Slap5. But now to your question about the CS professionals getting that ask, it's not necessarily the ask after the fact, it's even while you're on a QBR, while you're on an executive business review, while you're on a check-in and there's something great that's captured, you're recording your meetings most likely if you aren't, start doing it. Then you can go back and you can tell your customer, you just said something really awesome right there. Can we edit out that five second clip and use that for sharing with other customers that are having that same challenge or get the full permission and say, can we share this out on social? Can we use this in any of our marketing campaigns? So it's coaching with customer success to not only help them capture those customer stories. I've worked at companies where you have those customer success decks, customer success stories, and it's a PowerPoint. Yay. Here's a picture of the customer's logo and when they renewed and what they're spending. So it's, it's letting the CS person stand out and and imagine having an audio or video quote of their customer talking about their onboarding experience, or even just talking about why they like that CS professional so much. It's just validation for them, especially with a lot of organizations, CS, you got to prove yourself a lot of times of your value at some companies. So that can only help being creative and doing, you're already having the conversation, just record it and ask. And the worst that can happen is the customer say, no, to share it internally, which still is a win for you. 
I come from kind of the ops side of the business. And I think about uh, if I have tons and tons of data, it's great. I can go into detail and understand the nuances. How do you bubble that up? Is it a manual process? Do you have a way to kind of pull out insights easily from all the quotes and recordings that you have? Yeah, so the way that I manage, I, I don't even have a CRM. I manage everything in my platform in Slap 5. So I'm managing like person completed onboard to what was their video or audio response of how the onboarding experience was. So I'm actually fortunate enough to be able to tag and manage and everything is being able to filter down. So a lot of customers that I'm coaching and working with come from the world of spreadsheets where it works, but to an extent you need to expand and grow and have some sort of advocacy platform. So the way of managing, I mean, I, I previously managed it in reports that then were pushed to Salesforce that would drive influence people that either gave feedback or from a customer success perspective, attended a training session and asked a question. Like we were tracking every literal thing that customers were engaging with. And we'd push that back to see who renewed and was there an influence of people attending and participating with their voice. This is pre my slap five days. So I was using written, written voice then, but still I was able to track the influence back to, to any renewals or expansion. So I think just getting down to the narrow aspect of it and just having, I hate to say it, but having reports and having Google spreadsheets helps with that. If this program is very successful, you will have hundreds or maybe even thousands of clips. And so how do you take those clips and then arm the organization with the right ones at the right time to inform decisions, better decision-making with the voice of the customer present. Yeah. So I currently like within my own customer voice program have a few hundred, but I have clients that have thousands. Like she just reached, I think 1500 individual stories. So that's one customer responding to one story, asking about what their experience was with onboarding, how they're driving innovation, different types of questions there in the ERP space. And this more, this, this question more ties to how I'm coaching my customers with doing this because she actually has instilled it in sells herself internally, which we help coach and do socialization calls, but the process is making sure that every department knows about these assets. So from, she sits in product marketing, which is fortunate. Product marketing is putting a lot of this type of content out, but anyone's writing any blogs, customer success, doing any reviews all the way up to leadership. The CEO is in tune with it and just making sure if there's any sort of, and he was the one who came back to her and said, I just saw a really great blog post and it was out on social. Why are we not putting this um, video clip with, that customer out on social too. So we set up an integration to their Hootsuite. So now her stories are getting pushed pushed out there. So it's just making sure that the executives, one, I mean, it's valuable content with hearing your customers literally say why they love you and why they moved from another product to yours. So bubbling those up to the executive team, but then making sure other departments are using them to support all their other assets through all campaigns and emails. Um, so it's, it's, it doesn't happen overnight. We've been working with her for three years now, and, and she's in her third department in the organization, but she's the perfect use case of discontinuing. We, we call her the content queen, customer voice everywhere, and just making sure that everyone knows that. Put the customer voice everywhere. And that's the only way that it'll be successful. If it's in a black hole and it's only used for blogs or only used for 
certain landing pages on your website, it will get ignored. But if it's put into all different aspects within your organization and everyone has access to it, that's how it's successful. I find that other functional leaders in the company, in theory, really want to look at this data, and then we get caught up with whatever we have going on. So how do you align with other functional leaders on how the data is going to be used and when? So that comes down to, I mean, essentially the success of what content is shared. So it's if it's dependent upon what leadership you're looking at. I mean, I have weekly, I'm fortunate enough to have weekly calls that I'm able to share kind of where this content's gone, what new customer voice assets that we have, um, how we can tie it to specific targeted campaigns, what can be supported there. So I just, I don't ask, I just tell. I, I I don't wait to be asked for it. I just share and say, this is what we have. This is what we're doing. So that's kind of my biggest thing. Just you need to be upfront and, and be that that bulldozer about it versus waiting to be asked for the results or, or what content or what, what metrics you have. It seems like this program would be most effective if it came from customer success as opposed to product marketing. And the reason why I'm saying that is Product marketing could be the cheerleader of, hey, we want CS, we want you to record all your calls and, and cut out the clips of the interesting moments and make sure you send them to us. But you know, customer success is already overwhelmed with things to do, and it's going to be impossible to get, uh, especially a medium or large team, to consistently record and then clip interesting moments. So do you have any tips or advice for companies on how to easily enable this capture of the voice of the customer and then share it back with a central repository? Yeah, I mean, well, the easy short answer would be use use a, a tool like Slack 5, but there are other tools out there that can capture. It's just a link that gets sent and it does that specific clip versus going back and editing a whole Zoom recording. But yeah, I mean, that example of that I was sharing with you before, her title is Customer Success Marketing Manager. She just happens to sit in product. But yes, it's supporting and partnering with customer success. They're the ones closest to the relationship. They're the ones that if, they are a large team and they don't have that capacity or the manpower to be recording those insights and those conversations. They're the ones that will nominate those conversations for you. And that's where you could just do that quick uh, 30 minute call with getting those points and recording it then and using it multiple places. So it's reusing and reusing and reusing. So you get the customer on the phone one time and that helps deflect with reference calls as well. So that's another big piece of the voice of customer program is, is deflecting the ref, the live reference calls by letting a customer know, let's record this one call, half hour, 45 minutes, we'll ask all those type of questions that prospective buyers are going to ask you anyways. We'll nail those down with some other questions that may be tied to upcoming campaigns. And then you have 10 to 15 assets out of that 30 minute call that can be reused multiple times. And then also those responses can be shared with a new prospective customer and not needing to bother that customer to call them up on the phone. You can say, hey, I, I have the responses right here for you. So that's another piece of it too, of, of, of the program, the full cycle of supporting sales in that way. Let's say that I'm a listener and I lead success and I either have a VOC program or, or I want to launch one. How, do, how can I go to my CFO and quantify the value of VOC and get more budget for it, kind of expand that capability? Good question. So with being able to support and get a customer customer voice program or voice of customer program 
it really comes down to being able to have that quantitative and qualitative metrics. So being able to share what your goal would be, not only from the quantitative aspect of how many people you would want to bring into this formal program, how many times and how many times you would like to be able to capture some assets from them, how many assets you expect to capture from them, and then tying it back to renewal and upsell. Obviously, you wouldn't have that dollar upfront, but if you did a, a lot of customers that I've seen and they just do like a test pilot, they'll launch it with five to 10 really top friendly customers and have the proof of it. So it's, it's starting off with one, asking your customers if they want to be even participate in something like this. That's the first key before you would even go to your CFO, making sure customers would want to engage in a voice of customer program, provide feedback, talk to peers, do a recorded reference. They don't have to be bugged for a live call. So talking to them and then get that small subset and do a do a small, almost like pilot to see how it works, what's the frequency, what's the impact, and then getting the sentiment back from that customer. What's that qualitative feeling of, do you like being a part of this? What are you getting out of it? And capturing all of that and have that as your presentation to the CFO of, this is what we did. We tested it with these top five, 10 clients, and this is the feedback that they gave us, and this is the end result of upsells or maybe expansion into another department. There there will be some quick win in there that you'll be able to deliver. Okay, last question. You have almost certainly seen VOC programs that have started and then failed miserably. So what are the pitfalls to avoid when launching a VOC program or relaunching a VOC program? The pitfalls to avoid would definitely be one, not asking your customers if it's something they want to be a part of or interested in and not defining what's in it for them. So that's a big thing where I've launched not a VOC program, but I launched a cab that just failed because we didn't define what was in it for them. I didn't have executive backing me and it was like one meeting in a boardroom and then it was gone. Just our board said, we want a cab. You're the person who's going to do it. And that was it. So it's making sure that it's not a directive from top down in that sort of way, more of you're bringing it to your customers as an opportunity and making sure that they want to be a part of it and then defining what's in it for them. What do they get out of it? They could maybe as a perk, be able to have one-on-ones with CEO or as being a part of this VOC program, as being a member, they could have a special cohort meetup at events. They could build their brand, they could network, they could meet other people, they could expand their knowledge with the tool, give insights on the product roadmap. So it's laying all of that out for them. If you don't, it's kind of just like a black hole of another, why do you want me to join this? And people may sign up, but they're not going to engage. And that's it for this week's episode of NuffSed. To learn more about NuffSed's proactive intelligence platform, you can visit nuffsaid.com. That's N-U-F-F-S-A-I-D.com. And you can follow Nuffsaid on LinkedIn. To tune into more real customer success strategies, head over to your podcast platform of choice and make sure you're subscribed. Thanks for tuning in. Nuffsaid.